You're listening to Hello Francis, a podcast for curious creatives and nano entrepreneurs who seek knowledge, purpose, and community. Hello Francis is brought to you by the creative firm and solutionist agency, Francis Roy. Our lineup of guests, friends, and mentors candidly share their diverse wisdom and experience. We do all of this in less than 30 minutes. Let's get started. Hello, you're listening to Hello Francis. I'm your host, Chantel Dedicke, and this is um, the sixth episode in our series about the Enneagram types in the workplace. If you're listening and you've been listening with us since the beginning, we've gone through one, two, three, four, and five, and now we're to type six, the loyalist. You still have time to pause this podcast and go back and listen to the other episodes if you're really interested. Or you can also sign up for the newsletter on our website and you can download a free version um, of our Enneagram in the Workplace booklet, uh, which will come to you as a PDF download and you can use it as a tool and resource through this series. So I, I feel like I sound so peppy and optimistic after what just happened. Um, but I have, before I explain all of that stuff, I am so pleased that we have, um, my buddy and someone y'all know, Hillary Derso, um, is going to be our type six today on the episode. Hey, Hill. Hey guys. So let me just give a little backstory to what happened here because I think it's, I think it's relevant and I think it's funny. Um, it's not funny. It made me want to cry, but Hill and I were just recording this episode and we were just, we had the best conversation, which I hope we continue. But I realized like at the very end of us recording, I never hit record. She didn't. It never happened. It was, it was horrible. <laughs> and so many nuggets of wisdom in that last pod. No, I'm just kidding. There was great stuff, but we had to practice. And we're here again, and we're doing what we do best as a team, which is um, be agile and kind of roll with the punches. And um, this one's going to be better than the last one. So we're excited. Woo. We're ready. You ready? Yes. Let's just dive in. Type six. I'm ready. <laughs> just, <laughs> just dragging it through the mud. Okay. I am excited about the type six because it's one of my favorite types. And obviously, Hill is one of my favorite type sixes. And so... Um, for me, I know there's other type sixes out there. I love you. I see you. Sorry. Um, Hill's the standard. So best of luck to you. Um, well, thank you. Not, yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Um, to everyone. Not really. Uh, <laughs> kidding. Sorry. Not sorry is where I am. So we're also going to be starting this episode like we do with the other. We'll start and finish the same as we do the others, um, in this series, which we've been referencing the road back to you in um, kind of conjunction with our booklet and starting with questions like what's it like to be a six and then ending the episode with um, RWL. So our read, what you're reading, um, Hill, what you're watching and what you're listening to right now. Um, So let's just start off with a little bit. Uh, Type six, also known as the loyalist, the skeptic, the committed, very committed and security oriented type. You guys are reliable, you're hardworking, you're responsible, you're trustworthy, excellent troubleshooters. I want to read this little excerpt from the book because I feel like it's so true. You probably can hear me flipping through the book right now, but when I read this, there's a whole section on sixes at work, and that's what we're talking about today. But 
there are lots of things we can learn from sixes. Most of us think and move too quickly. We can we make decisions on the fly, um, if not recklessly, but there's a clarity and wisdom that comes when we're willing to wait and think through the implications of our choices. Because sixes are the ultimate devil's advocate, they bring to the table, um, they bring that to the table, this this kind of both sides and willing to wait and think through um, wherever you work. Every business needs a loyal skeptic who isn't afraid to ask hard questions or point out the flaws in a plan. A room full of over-caffeinated, risk-tolerant entrepreneurs may not like it when a six asks a question that pops the balloon on their big idea, but someone has to be the voice of anxiety. I love that whole damn paragraph. Wow. That's, that's awesome. I've not, I really, I haven't, I've started that book, but I'm not to six. I, you would think oh. I've read some of my own type, but. Oh my gosh. I love that. And I feel like that's so true that, well, and it was almost like, this is our environment. You know, we're always over caffeinated here and, <laughs> um, I love risk, but it is nice. The balance having someone that is like, okay, let's just take a look here. Um, and unpack this a little bit. Sixes are stable. They're self-reliant. You guys courageously champion yourselves and others. I've seen that show up in your leadership ability. Welcome, Hillary. Well, I'm excited. I, I mean, I feel I'm embracing being a type six, that's for sure. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you know so much about the Enneagram, probably more than anybody on our team. I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah. You were um, earlier today educating me on the subtypes and, you know, here I am thinking I only have to learn nine of the types. And you're like, oh my God, there's like 27. <laughs> they were so, they're so, it, it was very interesting to me because a lot of times people won't, they may not a hundred percent identify with just the type in general, but then they, if you read the three different subtypes of each, you show up like your dominant instinct is to show up as one of those three. Mm. And then. Yes, you can share all three of them, obviously, but there's one that probably really stands out. So if you're feeling like, oh, maybe I'm this number, dive into each of the subsets and more than likely you probably will identify with how you show up it within one of those subtypes. I love that. And your subtype uh, as the loyal skeptic is the warrior, is the one-to-one. The one -one. So developing personal strength through ideas or physical ability or finding order and safety through creating beauty and having impact. That's so you, Hill. And then the way that there are other, the two other subtypes for the type six, which is the family loyalist and the social guardian. So dive into those a little. We don't present those in the booklet, but it just goes to show that um, type the nine types and even the wings of the two of all of the types is just the tip of the iceberg. Now, He'll tell us about your wing, and then I also want you to explain to our audience the counterphobic versus phobic, because I think that's very interesting. Sure, absolutely. Um, so I am a six-wing seven, and that, so I have some, um, I dip into a type seven a little bit, um, is who I identify with, because for wings for sixes, you can either be a six-wing seven, or you identify more with a six-wing five. Six-wing fives tend to be a little bit more introverted, um, analytical. And the six wing seven is, uh, we're considered the buddy and tend to be a little bit more extroverted and outgoing. Yeah. And then that's awesome. Yeah. The counterphobic and the phobic. So it's interesting out of all the nine types, uh, type six is actually, it's the only type that has a phobic and counterphobic. And what that means is 
um, how you show up and handle your fear and anxiety. So a phobic type six tends to ignore or suppress their fear and run away from it. Counterphobic is constantly in more of a fight or flight mode. And they, the way they handle fear and anxiety is they face it head on, Um, which I identify with a counterphobic six. It, it's like, it's very weird because as stressful as it sounds to be in constant fight or flight mode, it also is very motivating for me. Mm. So it's hard. It sounds like it's very stressful. Um, but it also, it, it keeps me going too. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. But, you know, strong type sixes are hard. I mean, you, cause you can look at the word fear and be like, oh my God, that's very overwhelming. Because as you break out the triads, you have the gut, the heart and the head. And, mm-hmm. uh, you guys belong, the type sixes belong in the, um, the thinking or the head triad, correct? Correct. With, along with the uh, type five and type seven. And your kind of this like whole idea, this connection to fear, you guys are more, is it the outward, the inward or the ignore? I forget the six. Mm, that's a, I, I want to look into that. Yeah. I'll have, I'll have to look into that as well because I don't, I actually don't know for sure. I, because what's interesting is again, because six is the only one with a phobic and counterphobic of two different ways as you show up to handle fear. I don't know that there's one that ignores in our triad. Ooh, because, interesting. Oh no, there isn't one that ignores. It's yes, Cause seven. Yeah. yeah. Cause seven is definitely outward. Five is inward. And I think the six, because of the phobic and counterphobic, it depends how you handle it. How you oh, show interesting. Up. So the, um, these numbers are driven by fear, which is the five, six, and seven. Fives externalize it, six internalize it. So I, I, what you're saying is the difference between the counterphobic and the phobic. And seven forgets it. They take in and relate to the world through the mind. They tend to think and plan carefully before they act, which is a strength in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is something that I wish I could do more often and definitely do not do enough of. So interesting. I Love this idea of six on teams. You guys have really great leadership potential. Diving into the workbook here and some of the key motivations, and then we'll go through some other really fun things, but really motivated by consistent and trust, trustworthy relationships. Yes. And offering help and assistance and advocating for your personal beliefs and values. I've seen you show up in this way, very strong ways, mm-hmm. um, by the way. And one of the questions up here is that like you guys type sixes tend to not really trust authority so much, but we've talked about this before where yes, but that's dependent on, okay, if it's a, it's an authority figure that I know and trust or an authority figure that I don't know and trust. Correct. So type six is like, I always find myself like, I do agree with that. Like I am constantly questioning authority um, and, and, people in leadership and their motives if I don't know them. Um, But once I've built my trust in usually type sixes, like I know I do, we have a very small circle of like the, that are our people. And um, if that authority figure, you know, it has that trust, like you have that trust with that authority figure, you're in it and you're loyal to that authority and you don't really question in that sense. Um, So it's really just if you don't know the authority figure, yeah. And haven't built that relationship with them. 
and and being stressed by unreliable people, which is also ties into the trust thing. How much trust did I break with you by not recording this episode the first time? Are we sure? Are we okay? So zero, <laughs> because we've done such a phenomenal job to build trust that that's the unwavering part about a six. Like once you're in, you're in. You're in. If someone else did that that I didn't know, I'd be like, mm, perish. Or no, <laughs> I use Gregory's. <laughs> Gregory. Gregory says all the time, he's like, they can perish. Uh, but six is an eight. Uh, trust is a big deal for us. And so it's kind of like when trust is broken, that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It takes a lot for that trust to be built up again. Um, also stressed by negativity in the workplace, um, which I I think because also if you look at your I am uh, MBTI, M- MBTI, right, mm-hmm. um, is yeah. – you know, being very extroverted, you know, you're getting a lot of that energy from the outside in. So any kind of negative, negative energy in the workplace, I, you know, there's that impact. So I feel like you almost get that double impact. Um, I agree with if that. something negative is going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or in your personal environment, we're talking about the workplace right now. We won't dip into your personal life. Even but you know, yeah. people listening might want that. Well, I think I, it definitely goes for both. It's not just the workplace. I mean, definitely in personal mm-hmm. environment, but I think there is definitely something to be said for the relationship between your Enneagram type as well as your MBTI. Um, and I'm an ESFJ and then a type mm-hmm. six. So I haven't researched enough to know, you know, what those things mean together, but I definitely think the extrovertness and picking up through other people's energy and then also a type six being affected by negative energy. I will say I'm very sensitive reading a room when something's off or someone's mm. not in the best place. Do you feel like you can dial in to where it's coming from? Sometimes in, in, in certain situations. It depends how well I know the person. Interesting. And their body uh, language. Yeah, I think people have gives, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. They just, they just have things. Like when they're in a pissed off move, I know I certainly do. Mm-hmm. Um, I am totally aware that I can change the climate of the room by my mood. So I try to be very, um, cautious about that, especially here in the workplace where I don't want to be the cause of failed momentum. So right. if I'm having a bad day, like sometimes it's better to stay my ass at home if I'm having a bad day, because <laughs> I can just jack it up in here. <laughs> <laughs> and I try not to do that too much. Some of the strengths for the type six, I, I feel like you're just textbook examples of Hill, but not just the honoring commitments, but the way that you consider, you have the ability to consider both things from a logical perspective and an emotional perspective as well. And that balance is something that has really helped push our team in a positive direction. And sixes in general have that, this protective care for others. I've seen you uh, really take that, the reins of that over your own department. And then I 100% can always trust you to make the most responsible and practical choice. Mm-hmm. And, and that's huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say? You go ahead. I was just, no, I was just going to, it kind of leads into that. Six is just having a tough time to be decisive. Um, mm-hmm. And I would definitely say in order to make the best decision, I think I will definitely say for type six, it's a constant work in progress that I practice being like more decisive and still making the best choice that I can make. Um, Because six is battle with an quote unquote inner committee. So you're looking at things constantly from 20 different perspectives, so to speak, depending on the scenario. And so sometimes it takes 
um, a little bit to get to your answer or what sixes their answer would be for a situation. But it's a work in progress and something I practice all the time. Well, and I think too, there is some strength to be had in not pushing yourself to um, a decision. Because if we're looking at it from a team atmosphere and we're embracing everyone's strengths and their challenges and utilizing those points of difference for like ultimate productivity and efficiency, it's like, well, we have risk takers. We have fast decision makers. What we need is someone who's not going to do that. And, you know, at what point is there that line between, yes, you know, I know this is a practice, you're really working on it, but we also really need to value and recognize that there is wisdom in this slowdown in the thought process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And pairing people together that are like, and I think that's why our, our team especially you and I specifically work together so well because you have one risk taker and one person who is going to, um, you know, make a more calculated decision. And then you're putting those people together and then you have a nice, healthy balance when it comes to decisions. Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this fun stuff about type sixes in the workplace. First of all, are we covering, I think we're covering everything. I want to make sure that we're covering everything for all types, but uh, type six is in the workplace. I love this. And it breaks it down into resolving conflict, giving feedback, communicating with the type six and meeting and emailing with the type six. And from an outward perspective, I think I know people look at you and I are like, wow, you know, they're just, there's no way those two ever fight or have a conflict. We never fight, but we practice as a team, you and I, resolving conflict on a pretty much consistent basis. Mm-hmm. We do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. We've got we've got through a, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, though. Yeah. And I think it is always up to us and and anyone on any team to set an environment where we can calmly and logically address any situation at hand and then offering this place of safety and security. Agreed. And I think for my position as a type six, getting through those obstacles with you as a leader, um, with you being our leader, I feel like that has only built the trust piece. And that comes where type six is the direct communication because getting through those things builds stronger trust with us. Mm -hmm. So, and you're telling, you know, I feel like it's a two-way street for that as, as far as like, it feels like when you hit those obstacles and someone cares enough to talk through it, whether it's a tough conversation or not, it's showing that you care about each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it goes into this comparison of like what drains you and what energizes you and what drains people. I mean, some of that stuff is just inevitable. So like for a type six, receiving criticism for your bo- from your boss based on like maybe you've suggested something and I'm going to criticize it. Well, that's going to happen. It's not like I'm aware that drains you so I can never do that. But it is addressing conflict in a way that builds trust, that, it, that offers a safe and secure place for us to work towards something that's maybe um, a different, you know, avenue or different results in a different uh, product or, you know, makes our efficiency level a little bit different. So we really trust each other through that process. So you accept criticism and I accept criticism uh, a lot easier because that's been built up. Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. So we talked a little bit about this when we were with the CBA, but there are just 
things that every single Enneagram type hates. Every single one. (laughs) So true. (laughs) And that passive aggression, like people just need to stop doing that. Everybody stop it. I'm triggered. None of the, Oh my God. None of the types like you know, well, I'm not saying that type six is our passive aggressive. No, I'm just I'm looking at like dealing with passive aggressive. People. Can't do it. I can't do it. It kills me. Oh my gosh. I I can't handle that. You know what I like? I like aggressive aggressive. <laughs> just oh be aggressive. Gosh, yes. Like I would much rather someone come in hot and I know exactly where, how they feel and where they stand all day, every day, whether it makes me go home and cry for 10 minutes. I don't care. At least I know. At least you know. At least I know. And I can move through it. Can't move through it. This awkward elephant in the room and you feel it, but no one wants to address it. That's so absolutely correct. And we've talked about this. Passive aggression is toxic. People need to stop doing that shit. Quit it. By the way, silent silent treatment in the workplace is toxic. Stop that shit. Get to the source of what is going on. Learn how to resolve conflict with the other types in your workplace and get some freaking tools and resources. Like, please. <laughs> I'll just say that and put Preach. that out there. <laughs> right, please. Uh, meeting with the type six, and we talked about this a little bit, but, you know, honoring the meeting time, being supportive, being encouraging, but being punctual. Mm-hmm. And then I love this about the type six. Y'all love an email. <laughs> I love long, an email. Long. <laughs> Y'all love a long email. Yeah, uh, yes. I think the only type that lo- loves a long email, I could be wrong about that. Type nines might also love a long email. Type ones in the right scenario if they're providing you instruction with the proper thing to do. Yes, type six. And Hill and I have worked through this because she loves a long email and I love a short email. But um, I still want to make sure that I'm honoring the time that she put in. So some, most of the time I will like, get up and walk over there and we'll have a really great discussion about it. So I love that it's a place for you to get everything out in your brain, but then it's also a launch point for us to have a deeper discussion. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that has that is how we've used these resources to work so that you feel like um, I am listening and I am honoring and recognizing the time that it took. And that's what's so important about understanding and self-assessing without self-defining, like you're more than just the one type of your Enneagram, but then being aware after that assessment and working in ways um, of from edu- a point of education that you can get to um, resolution and effective communication. Absolutely. I have seen you be very energized in the workplace and type sixes when you you need that connection piece, which honestly has been uh, this whole pandemic thing has been a little bit difficult I, for both of us, really. But uh, you've really um, made some strides through from the beginning of the pandemic, uh, which was very, very difficult to now. I do want to talk about that a little bit like type sixes out there. Are you guys OK? Probably not. Working from home. <laughs> It was, uh, the working from home was very tough for me personally. Um, it was, it was a hard road. Um, our team is, like you said, very agile and can pivot. We've definitely shown that through this pandemic, um, thus far, but I will tell you it's very difficult for me. Um, I'm definitely not at the top of my game without being that, having that in-person, um, human connection. 
That's very important for me. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think that's also why Hill and I are the only two people in the office right now. 100%. No. <laughs> because, it is. you know, yeah. yeah, we need that. Mm-hmm. We need that. And not everyone needs that. We have people on our team that are flourishing in the work from home environment. They do. Um, they really do. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, I think it's important and something to be said about if, if voice what you need in the workplace to your leaders. Mm -hmm. So like, if you need, if everyone's working from home, but it's, it's really hard on you. Like I know Chantel made an extra effort. Like we had more zoom calls with each other or we had more FaceTimes with each other through the pandemic. Like not everyone, no one, not one person is the same as the other. So, you know, I don't know, that's, that really helped me through the times where we couldn't come in office in the very beginning where it was like absolute, you know, we were isolated at home, those extra phone calls and extra FaceTimes made a difference for me. That's such good advice, Hill, because I would say if you're a type six, it might be difficult for you to ask what you need Mm for what you need in the workplace. And, you know, knowing that, Uh, Yes, that's probably going to cause you a little bit of anxiety, but it is going to help you feel more energized. And really, whoever is responsible for leading or managing or supervising you is going to feel appreciated by the ease of communication. Yeah, that's very good advice. You like to work with others who are stable and predictable, but who also are not like overly emotional when making decisions. How do you do you feel like that's spot on? Um. I actually do not. And I don't know if that's, I don't know why that. Maybe that's your instinctual subtype kicking in. Yeah. Maybe it's, yeah. Because I, I mean, I don't, I mean, that's plenty of people are predictable and stable and whatever. I find that a little boring. Mm. (laughs) I mean, like, (laughs) and maybe it's because I've, Chantel, you're a risk taker. And you have, I love you have fun and great ideas all the time. And maybe I've just adapted to that where like, if someone was a different, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's, it's, it's different. Cause I definitely feel myself more energized by, by that. I feel like, I don't know the creativity and stuff. I think so too. I see that for, but you could just be a very evolved type six. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I don't so. Know like maybe so. I don't know. According to the book, you're in a very healthy place. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I think that's great. Um, okay. So we're, we're coming to the end here. I, I want to make a little bit of time to talk about uh, what are you reading, watching, and listening to? It's a way for us to pull this, like pop, one of our most popular blogs over into all of our podcast episodes. Um, people are just so, they want to know, like, what, what are you reading right now, Hill? So actually, I mean, my three, I've actually bought three books lately and I'm slowly going through them. Um, but they're all, all are um, HBR Harvard, Harvard Business Review Manuals. One is dedicated to leadership. One is about mental toughness and one is about managing yourself. And managing yourself, I actually um, got from you, Chantel. Um, and I have not read that one yet. I've dipped into the leadership one and I have finished the mental toughness, which... Ooh. I do want to preface was a great book. And I think even probably for other, I mean, really anyone, um, it was a great read, but type six mental toughness, I feel like is very in line and would be very Mm -hmm. beneficial for a type six to read for sure. 
Awesome. We'll link that then. We'll do a Amazon link or something so people can sure. find that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what are you watching? Girl, I'm watching because again, you told you told me I had to check it out, which I did, and I love the Zach Efron documentary, guys. Down to earth. I'm down to earth. I am in it to win it on that that show. I just think it's really cool. I to be honest with you, I didn't know Zach Efron was that complex of a human being. Yep. Yep. Face yep. yes. <laughs> so it was it's been really cool. And then also I've been I still watch the peaceful cuisine on YouTube. No, I love that. Which is so peaceful um, and meditative. <laughs> I literally can go to sleep to it. I love peaceful cuisine. I think Greg is tired of me watching it, but I love the sound of like the knives on the chopping board. And yes. I just love it. I agree with that. And for those of you out there who think that maybe you're saving yourself for Zach Efron, I've got news for you because I'm playing ultimate matchmaker and Zach Efron is for Hillary. And uh, he is the only person I feel like right now that's good enough. So just back out of my way because I'm going to make that happen. Um, and then, okay, what are you listening to right now? Um, listening um, a couple podcasts. I really enjoy, which if you've listened to me talk on the podcast before on one of the episodes with Chantel, I really love Simon Sinek. And mm-hmm. he has a podcast called A Bit of Optimism. And it just is always positive conversation and uplifting conversation. Um, not always about leadership, but um, they dive into many different podcasts and the guests he has on there are really great. So that's been a good listen. And then also I've been listening to a lot of impact theory lately, which is really good. I honestly, I kind of jump around my podcast because it really, to me, it it's so, the topic matters to me. Like I don't really just listen to one podcast because it's that podcast and then listen to every episode, I tend to like have a variety based on my interest of like the topic. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I think people will find that very interesting. Well, you've given a lot of great recommendations. Um, If you're a type six, I mean, this is, you know, obviously a great framework for you to have an RWL, but really for all the other types as well, there's some really good stuff there. I honestly, Hill, I feel like this this version was better than the one that recorded before. Ooh, well, that's good news because the other one is dead to us. <laughs> it's, it's done, I think. Uh, I, it's, it is dead to us. But I thank you so much for being vulnerable. I know this is not easy. So I love that the other there are other type sixes out there. I'm going to get so much. If you don't know what your subtype is, now you know there are 27, so um, get to work on that. I do I do want to just say, too, to type sixes, um, I feel like it's important just to say that if you're a type six, you battle fear and anxiety on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And just don't let your fear define you because I'm at a very a point in my life where growth is happening and there's outside your comfort zone is not, is not comfortable for type sixes. And, um, but the best things can happen when you, when you get outside your comfort zone and face your fear. So I would definitely move, move toward your fear as much as possible. That's such great advice, Hill. And what a fantastic way to end out this episode. Thank you so much. Yes. You're welcome. If you are listening, which I hope you still are, because um, if not, you missed a bunch of great shit. Like, comment, share. You can also email us, hello at francisroy.com, or you can email Hillary, hillary at francisroy.com. And if you're type six, 
let us know who you are. I know you guys are going to have a great discussion in the comments. People get lit in the comments. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, I know. So do it. Hillary will facilitate those questions and you guys can talk um, directly and I'll pop some popcorn and see what's really going down. So I'm excited. Uh, thank you again, Hillary, for being here. And next week we are talking um, with two, any, all you Enneagram type sevens out there. So get ready, prepare yourself. We're going to have a great guest. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week. Mm -hmm.